What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going through my NFL mock draft. Tomorrow's NFL draft is crazy. It's already here. And what the Redskins should do in tomorrow's NFL draft. I would just want to say thank you for tuning in. I know it's been a long time. This is my left last podcast. It's mostly focused on the Redskins, so once the Redskins season was over, it was pretty much no reason in covering anything anymore, but I have a lot to get into today. It's an exciting day. I know sports has been canceled. I have a lot of free time now on my hands to make more. I'll explain what I'm going to do with the rest of my podcast over the next week or so at the end of the podcast, but let's just get straight into what I should think the Redskins should do tomorrow. So, at least, I feel like, in the first round, we have one pick. We have the second overall pick, which is the highest in years. And we have a guy on the board, a defensive end, maybe the best pass rusher since Jadavion Clowney. This guy, his name is Chase Young. He's from Ohio State. You can't pass on this guy. The Redskins... I feel like it would be such a Redskins thing to do to draft someone instead of Chase Young in this position. You draft Chase Young, he's the best player available. I know you already have a bunch of defensive ends, but Ron Rivera, he's the new coach in D.C. You got to go with defense because Ron Rivera's a defensive mind. You got to go with this defensive player. Or I have this a second option. If you get good enough compensation, which is, I believe, a swapped pick with the Dolphins at number five, plus two more first-round picks either this year or next year, and maybe even another player to go along with that, you could trade back to number five. It's kind of reverse RG3 because we were at number six. We traded up to number two to get RG3. We're at number two. We trade back to number five with the Dolphins. We end up getting Isaiah Simmons, who is a safety-slash-middle linebacker, He's from Clemson. Extremely versatile, quick, athletic. I have him going high in my mock draft that I'm going to say earlier. In some mock drafts, we have him even at they have him even at four or three, or some people have him even at two, where the Redskins should. So I think you either draft Chase Young or trade back, select Isaiah Simmons. I don't think you go with the quarterback. I think you let Haskins have another year at it. Maybe next year you make your decision, but. I think right now you got to go with defense. So another intriguing NFL draft news, Tua has officially gone from number one player in this class last year to maybe even third quarterback in the whole draft. As we know, Joe Burrow surpassed him long ago. But Justin Herbert, quarterback from Oregon, has been climbing up the draft boards. And even a guy like Mel Kuyper, who's been very low on Justin Herbert, has Herbert going ahead of Tua. I don't think he will go ahead of Tua, but I find it intriguing that Herbert has been climbing these draft boards and going a- ahead of a guy like Tua in a lot of mock drafts. So now, speaking of mock drafts, I will get into my mock draft that I made. It is the first 16 picks, so the first half of NFL mock draft after on Sunday after the um th- all the rounds of the NFL draft because it's going to be Thursday first round second and third round are on Friday and then the rest of the rounds are on Saturday so I will read it and on Sunday I will see how many I got right so first pick obviously Joe Burrow to the Bengals this is the easiest pick in you could possibly make I don't know how 
the Bengals were would be to pass up Joe Burrow. Even if the Bengals trade away their pick, the the person who's trading up is going to get Joe Burrow. So I think that's a given. Second pick, I do have Chase Young going to the Redskins. I just think he's he's an athletic pass rusher. He's has good fundamentals, good footwork, excellent at rushing the passer, led college football in sacks last year and QB pressures. Some people call him a more athletic Nick Bosa. I just don't know how you pass on this guy at number two. You saw how well it worked for the 49ers last year who went 3-13 and and drafted a defensive end from Ohio State. Maybe we can be like the 49ers. Third pick, Lions. Jeff Okuda from Ohio State. I think Lions, they traded away their number one cornerback in Darius Slay. They got Desmond Trufant as kind of their number two guy. They need a number one corner, that lockdown corner. And this guy, Jeff Okuda, long arms. This guy clamped up some of the best receivers in college football, such as T. Higgins, even in the biggest of stages. This guy is the real deal. He is the next NFL shutdown corner, and he is going to be the number three pick. Fourth pick, I don't think I've seen this in any mock draft other than mine. So this is someone no one else has said. But fourth pick, I have the Giants selecting Andrew Thomas from Georgia. He is offensive lineman. He can play guard. He can play tackle. He is the safest lineman, offensive lineman pick at number four. There are some that have more potential than him, but they have bust potential and boom potential. This guy, his floor is high. Andrew Thomas, when I saw him play in college, he, it was just like, wow. He has great footwork, great fundamentals. He's versatile as an offensive lineman. I think the Giants take Andrew Thomas with the fourth pick. Number five, the Dolphins. I have them selecting Tua, despite all the hype with Herbert. I think Tua is just too big of a boom potential to pass on. He, without the injuries, was obviously going to be a number one pick. So I think the Giant, uh, the Dolphins take a big risk here, but a big risk reward with drafting Tua, who could very well become the number one QB in the entire NFL if he avoids injuries in his career. Now sixth are the Chargers. I have them selecting Herbert, so right after Tua. These two um, Tua and Herbert, they could be switched around, but I just think Tua has a little more potential than Herbert, even though I think Herbert right now is more NFL ready. He could be plugged into the lineup right now, and the Chargers need that because they have Tyrod Taylor as their starting QB right now. They traded away Phillip Rivers. They need a guy that can step in right now and be their QB. Uh, they have good receivers. They have Mike Williams. They got Keenan Allen. They got a guy like Hunter, Hunter Henry. So I think that Chargers select Justin Herbert at number six. Number seven, Derek Brown. He's a defensive tackle from Auburn. I've seen him go as high as four. He's very, very talented defensive tackle. He's a perfect fit for the Panthers who have a gaping hole in their defensive line. They... D their days of strong defensive lines are over in Carolina. They need to rejuvenate that. Rivera's out. Uh, Matt Rule from Baylor is in. They need a really good defensive player to help out the rookie coach in his first year. Number eight, 
Cardinals. I have the guy that I was talking about earlier, Isaiah Simmons. I think he's a top five player in this draft. It's just the fit wasn't exactly working out for him. So he slides all the way down to the Cardinals, who easily pick him up right here. They need a linebacker. They really need a linebacker that can cover. And that is exactly who Isaiah Simmons is. I was reading the other day about Cardinals' number one needs. They had all these needs. Number one was a linebacker that can cover. And this is the guy Isaiah Simmons falls right into their lap. They would be fools not to pass on him at number eight. Number nine, Jaguar select C.D. Lamb, first receiver off the board in a draft heavy with receivers. He is, in my opinion, the best receiver in the draft over Jerry Judy, which some may not agree with. But I believe that C.D. Lamb is the best receiver in the draft at Oklahoma. He was top five in almost all major receiving categories last year, and he will be a big help to Minshew Mania, Gardner Minshew, in Jacksonville. That is who they will select at number nine. Number 10, the second offensive lineman off my board, Tristan Wirfs from Iowa. He is arguably the best O-lineman in the draft, along with Becton and Willis and uh, Thomas. I think he goes to the Browns, who need, need, need a left tackle. They could trade for Trent Williams from the Redskins, but I think if Tristan Wirfs is available at number 10, they're going to take him. They need a left tackle, and that's what he provides them, a quality left tackle who's going to be great in the NFL. Number 11, maybe the most talented offensive lineman in the draft in recent memory, Makai Becton. He is a very, very large man, 6'7", 364, but he's fast. He ran, ran a 5.1 50-yard dash, which is, you think, you'd think that is slow, but that is very fast. You try to run one yourself, you'll probably run like a 5.5. Five. He ran a 5.1 in the 40-yard dash. He is a unstoppable. He, as my friend told me, he pancakes people. But I have him at number 11 and not number 4 because he is a guy that there have been red flags coming up about um, maybe a possible failed drug test. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but I have him slipping because of that concern. Okay, number 12. Raiders select Jerry Judy. Most people think that Jerry Judy is the number one receiver. When I saw him as a freshman at Alabama, I knew he was something special. He is a crazy uh, tall guy with great hands, amazing route running, and uh, great uh, jumping ability. He, I think, can be like a Keenan Allen type of player in the NFL. I think he's my, the closest comparison in the NFL to uh, to Keenan Allen. I think Jerry Judy is just an amazing receiver. Oh, by the way, if you want me to put all, let me know if you want me to put all the player comparisons out of all these 16 guys in the next podcast. But back to Jerry Judy, I think that the Raiders are getting a steal here. John Gruden, Las Vegas Raiders. It couldn't be better to select a high-flying receiver that could really help Derek Carr and the Raiders this offseason. Number 13, 49ers, T. Higgins. T. Higgins I have not seen going inside the top 20 in any mock draft. So I, again, am kind of shattering expectations with this mock draft. 
Not a lot of people think this, but T. Higgins, he's athletic. He's tall. He's kind of like a Jerry Judy, not as fast as him, but he's a reliable guy that the 49ers, he is a guy that can be, have that strength, the guy that you can throw the ball up to on a third down, throw the ball up to in the red zone. T. Higgins can be that guy for an already amazing 49ers team. He's, I think, has a high floor, and I think he will immediately contribute to this 49ers team at number 13. Number 14, we have the Bucks, the newly weaponized Bucks with Gronk. They just traded for Gronk, and now with all these receivers, they got Mike Evans, they got Chris Godwin, they got Gronk. They'll probably trade away O.J. Howard, but they have O.J. Howard for now, and they have TB12, they have Tom Brady in the backfield. They need an offensive lineman to protect him because you know how fragile Tom Brady is at the age of 42. They are going to select Jedrick Willis from Alabama. He, Another guy that could he could be a top 10 player, but there's just so many offensive linemen. I've already named four that could be interchangeable, but I think Jedrick Willis falls to number 14. Bucks take him because they need protection for Brady at number 14. Number 15. Henry Ruggs to the Broncos. This, I think, is one of the most perfect fits out of anyone in this in this mock draft because Henry Ruggs, he ran the second fastest combine 40-yard dash in history of the combine. You pair that with Drew Locke, who loves to chuck the ball. He's got a really big arm, throws 60, 70 yards on a dime. This guy, and this guy can run a lot of really deep balls down. He's really fast. Tua loved throwing to this guy. I mean, he was arguably the best receiver on that Alabama team, which had many, many good receivers, including Jerry Judy. I think this is a great fit, and they'll get a steal, in my belief, at number 15. And the last one, Javon Kinlaw, who is a defensive end from South Carolina. He has been falling because of some red flags in the pre-draft process. Many have him inside the top 10. I think the Falcons just need someone athletic now that Vic Beasley's gone on that defensive line, and they got a big athletic playmaker in Javon Kinlaw that falls straight into their lap. I think that's what they need, and that's who they are going to take. So let me know if you agree about this mock draft. And, yeah, that's basically it for this half-mock draft. Okay, the uh, the next thing, the Last Dance, Michael Jordan documentary that ESPN made. It's a 10-part documentary, which is um, explaining, basically, the last season that Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, and the coach Phil Jackson were together in Chicago. That last season where they beat the Jazz in the... Uh, 1998 NBA Finals. Phil Jackson, it was his last season in Chicago because of some a rift with the GM, which they explain. And he calls it the last dance, the last season they're all together and maybe one of the greatest dynasties in the history of sports. So it, the first two episodes came out. I really recommend watching them. I really enjoyed them. This Sunday, another two episodes are going to come out. So I really recommend that series if you haven't seen it already. So I'll be back on Sunday, as I said, to discuss what the Redskins did, discuss how well my mock draft turned out, and many other things, maybe even 
a preview of The Last Dance, I said. And in the future, I'm thinking of making a top 10 NBA players list, current and all-time. I might do that for football. I might do that for baseball, maybe even hockey. Well, it's been really fun talking to you guys today. See ya.